Who's your trusted source when it comes to your facility questions, concerns, and needs? Ours is Hard True, the world's largest manufacturer of tennis court surfaces, equipment, and accessories for over 90 years. Partner with their trusted team of experts, along with collegiate greats Jamie Loeb, Alex Rybakov, and Dustin Taylor to bring the surface provider of over 30 professional events annually to your facility. Whether it's the red clay of the Houston ATP, the green clay courts of the Charleston WTA, or the official hard court of World Team Tennis, Hard True has you covered. If you're looking to build a court, convert a hard court to clay, or simply resurface your hard court, work together with Hard True in their mission to lead the tennis industry by creating better places to play. To learn more about their state-of-the-art surfaces, along with their catalog customizable on-court accessories, check out hardtrue.com or call 877-442-7878 today. That's hardtrue.com or 877-442-7878 today. daily podcast for the biggest storylines results and controversies from the tennis world today is wednesday february 24th a jam-packed february continues across the tennis world if you subscribe to our great shot podcast you will have seen multiple episodes one of them includes Jamie McDonald and I giving our final thoughts on the 2021 Australian Open. Another includes Matt Stachowiak, Chris Halioris, and I breaking down all of last week's action across the college tennis world. Of course, yesterday on our mini break podcast, David Gertler joined me to recap the past two weeks, really, of challenger action. I think there have been six challengers in the past two weeks. So, of course, a ton of great matches, a ton of great tennis being played at the challenger level. And look, there are I think seven total high-level events, not including all of the 25Ks, 50Ks, 100Ks happening at the ITF level. We've got one WTA event left in Australia. We've got three ATP 250 events spread uh, spread out across the world this week. We also have two challengers taking place, a phenomenal week of tennis unfolding. No rest for the weary. You thought you were going to get a bit of a layoff after the Australian Open came to a close. No, no, no. The tennis world continuing to rock and roll, of course. Of course, there's college tennis coming up this weekend. We talked about that on the Great Shot podcast as well, our preview of the week ahead. But of course, the reason we are able to do all of this here at Cracked Rackets day in, day out, because of the support we get from all of you listeners, from our incredible Patreon supporters, and of course, from our friends at Midwest Sports. If you need to update your equipment to get your best performance out on the court, just go to MidwestSports.com. You'll find all of the best equipment at all of the best prices. You use our promo code CR15. You'll get 15% off your order free. Two-day shipping on all orders exceeding $75. Best of all, a free can of Wilson Extra Duty Tennis Balls, MidwestSports.com. The promo code is CR15. With that in mind, here's what we're going to do today. I could break down probably 35 different matches that have happened over the first few days of this week of tennis, but going to try and give you more of an overview. We will get more granular over the next two days of mini break podcasting. Given how many events we have, we will do mini break podcasts during the course of the weekend as well. 
Let's start with our one WTA event happening this week in Adelaide where we have reached the quarterfinal round and seen a bunch of upsets unfold across the WTA, this WTA event, as seems to be so frequently the case at these events. You look at who we have left here in the quarterfinals, only Two of our top eight seeds remain. Number two seed, Belinda Bencic. Number 15 seed, Iga Sviantek, both advancing to the quarterfinal rounds. The one match I do want to break down from this event, Danielle Collins, 6-3, 6-4 victory over number one seed, Ashley Barty. Now, it's worth noting, Barty pulled out of Doha, or maybe it's Dubai next week, whichever one's taking place next week. She has pulled out of that event due to injury, but she looked fit against Danielle Collins, and simply put, Collins hit her off the court. She took such great advantage of the time offered to her by the Ashley Barty backhand size. She was really persistent in serving to that wing for Barty and targeting that ad side of the court during baseline rallies. And then, you know, on second serve returns or whenever there was a ball floated in the center, she did what Danielle Collins does. And when Danielle Collins' shots are landing, she can play top 10 tennis. I mean, she's got that sort of power from the baseline. She's got the ability to go down the line, to go big cross court, to hit the head heavy top spin short angle that hits you off the court. Now, sometimes her second serve floats a little bit, but she's gotten better and better as a mover. And fun fact for all of you via Tennis Abstract, this is her uh, sixth, uh, hey, great shot to me, this is her sixth quarterfinal in her last 10 events in Australia. She's played 10 total Australian events since the start of the 2019 season, made six quarterfinals or better. Of course, one of those quarterfinals turned into an Australian Open semifinal run back in 2019. It's her third quarterfinal or better here in the four events she's played in Australia. She's playing some really rock solid tennis. And you look right now in the live rankings for Danielle Collins with her continued success here in Australia. Collins has moved back up the rankings, back into the top 40. She's number 37 right now. That's 14 off her career high of number 23. The 27-year-old's not going to have to worry about scheduling, right? She's going to get into any event she wants to play this season, and ultimately, when you're in the prime of your career, that's all you can ask for. So, again, more than anything else, I mean, you know, the Ashley Barty second serve, it sat up a little bit, and you could tell as the match wore on that Barty started to start hurting a little bit physically, that it became a little bit more difficult for her to track down Danielle Collins' ball, but you know, Ashley Barty was up an early break in the first set. She was up 4-2 a break in the second set as well. I think it was a 4-1 break of serve um, before Collins ended up breaking her back, and again, Danielle Collins, a 6-3, 6-4 victory in this round of 16 match, but look, I mean, I don't think Ashley Barty played poorly. She just you know, you look at the stats, the, the things she didn't do well, 47.6 conversion rate on her second serve, and she only made 55% of her first serves. Collins just played lights out tennis. It was one of those matches for Collins. And for Ashley Barty, she's such a great counter puncher. She opens up angles. She works the outside of the court. Uh, Collins hit through her on this occasion. And again, this result has more to do with Danielle Collins playing really well than I think it does to to talk about the slippage or any long-term concern for Ashley Barney, who just got outplayed uh, in this match. But again, Danielle Collins now advancing to the semi, uh, to the quarterfinals, excuse me, where she will face Iga Sviantek. Sviantek, a straight set winner in her first, uh, in her uh, round of 16 match, excuse me, 
6-1-6-3 in Shiantek's first match. She knocked off Madison Brangle 3-4. and four. You look at some of the other notable results on the day uh, in terms of here on day four. Uh, you had an upset uh, in terms of your a top eight seed going out. Yulia Putin-Seva uh, knocked out today by Storm Sanders, the 26-year-old Australian, currently number 64 in the rankings, knocks off Putin-Seva 6-4-5-7-6-1. You know, for Putin-Seva, just... She had chances. I mean, I, I believe she, you know, uh, had 10 break chances and ultimately was only able to convert two of them. Uh, but Sanders, just too strong, was able to find first serves when she needed them most, was able to play plus one tennis, hit Putin Seva off of her spot. And so she advances now to the quarterfinals where she, uh, Sanders, will take on uh, number two seeded Belinda Bencic, who continues to come back after not playing many matches uh, during that 2020 pandemic season. Uh, Bencic, a one in three victory over Masaki Doi. Her level continues to improve. The, uh, someone whose level has been stellar over the past six months, Shelby Rogers, who continues her run of success with a two and two victory over Joe Conta. Jill Teichman, someone who we saw have success in Lexington last season, a 23, I believe, year old Swiss player who's certainly on the rise top 60, can do a lot of things, talented lefty, she knocks off Wang Chung, the number 8 seed, 3-6-6-3-6-3, and she will now face Sevastova, Sevastova uh, knocking off uh, Christina McHale, 6-4-6-1, so again, in terms of your quarterfinal matchups, it's Collins versus the number 5 seed, Sviantek, Sevastova versus Teichman at the top of your uh, draw, at the bottom, it's Storm Sanders versus number 2 seed, Belinda Bencic, and then Shelby Rogers, Taking on talented young American Coco Goff, who, you know, again, pe- she knocks off Petrick Martrich 5 7 6 3 6 4. Just, you know, between Goff's first serve and then her physicality at such a young age, it was such an impressive result for Coco Goff as, you know, Petra Martrich threw the lunchbox at her. All the slices, the short angles, the down the lines, changing directions, high, high and heavy to elevated top spin shots. But, you know, uh, Goff stood the course. Goff physically was able to hold in right there with Martich. She was able to move so well and beat Martich to the spot. And then, you know, she was able to save seven of the ten break points she faced. So ultimately, for Coco Goff, this is a very mature win. This was a, min- a win where, you know, after dropping that first set 7-5, she could have gone away and just not found solutions, not continued to grind down Petra Martic, who doesn't have that big weapon to overwhelm Coco Goff. And it was a really good performance for Goff here to advance to the quarterfinals. And now she's got a really big test against Shelby Rogers. So it should be a very fun weekend of quarterfinal action, uh, and championship weekend, I should say, uh, here coming up, regardless of who ends up making the semifinal finals of this event. With that in mind, let's blitz through some of the ATP events we have this week. And again, there are three of them, two on hard courts, one on clay. We'll start in Singapore where we have half of our quarterfinalists selected thus far. Sasha Bublik, the number four seed, winning his first match of the tournament, 2-2 two and two, over Chilik Belik. Chilik Belik, a very nice 0-4 win over former top junior Shintaro Machizuki in the first round. Bublik now going to play Yoshi Nishioka, who is 
Dakotas advance with wins over two Americans, Michael Moe, who he knocked off in three sets in round number one. Very fun match. Moe coming back, taking the second set. His discipline, his physicality clearly gave Nishioka issues. Nishioka just didn't really have a weapon to hurt Mo with, but then, you know, continued to find angles, open up the court, make Mo become impatient, and then, you know, for Nishioka, a guy like Max Cressy, kind of a great matchup for him, plus one tennis, passing shots, two shot passes, he knocks off Cressy, four and two, to make the quarterfinals. Your other players who've advanced thus far, number three seed, Marin Cilic, uh, a five and four victory today over Taro Daniel, and then Alexi Popperin, three-set win over talented young, I believe, is it Belarusian? I want to say he's Belarusian, Adrian Andreev, uh, Popperin, a 6-1, 5-7, victory. Some other players yet to play. It'll be Emden Millman tomorrow, Sun Kwan, who had a th- really fun three-set win over Ty Kwiatkowski in the first round, Uch- uh, taking on uh, Uchiyama. You've also got Yannick Hanifman, who looked fantastic against James Duckworth in his first match, taking on Radu Elbot, and then Roberto Marcora, going to take on number one seed Adrian Manorino in his first match of the event. Let's move now to Montpellier in France, where again, uh, we've got a very fun weekend of action in store for us. Your players in the quarterfinals thus far, number six seed Ugo Umber, uh, 6-7-7-6-7-6 win today over Talon Spore, who was a three-set winner over Marcos Giron in his first match. Uh, your other two quarterfinals, Lorenzo Sinego, three-set win over over the tricky lefty Hugo Gaston hit more drop shots than any human has any right to hit in their three-set first-round battle. Sinego also knocking off Sebastian Corda, who looked really who just looked better than Joe Wilfred Songa in his first-round straight-set victory. But Sinego today too much power for Corda, three and two victory for him. He'll match up with David Goffin, who got a much-needed confidence-boosting three-set win over Benjamin Bonzi to advance to the quarterfinals to take on Sinego. Now we've got some really fun round of 16 matches tomorrow. I'm looking up and down the board. Davidovich Fokina versus Hercots. Sign me up for that. Gerasimov, who kind of worked Andy Murray, just too much power for him. Murray's still a step slow and looking to find his rhythm. We'll take on Alias Bedene, who is a 7-6 in the third winner over number 5 seed Yannick Sinner uh, earlier today. Yuri Vesely, who knocked off Mikhail Kyle Yimmer, 1-1, one one, going to take on Peter Gojewicz, and then the Deuce, Dusan Lajevic, going to take on Dennis Novak, who had a very fun three-set win over uh, Jill Simone in the first match. Also, by the way, Roberto Bautista Gut going to kick off his campaign, the number one seed, against Gregoire Beret. That is your Montpellier action in Cordoba. We've got another fun event plan. First clay court action of the season at the ATP level. Diego Schwartzman, your number one seed. He's going to take on Chechenato tomorrow. Echeverry going to take on Ramos Finoles. We've got Bagnus Del Bonus, Montiero Carbeas Benya, Surindolo, the younger Juan Manuel, who, by the way, just was written about on our website, crackrackets.com, by David Gertler, who wrote about he and his brother Francisco, Juan Manuel Sarandolo, going to play Miomir Kasmenovic tomorrow. That match promises to be a grind. Your other round of 16 match, Nicholas Jerry going to take on Benoit Pair, the players that have advanced to the quarterfinals, the, uh, quarterfinals thus far. Federico Correa, three-set win over the over Sarandolo Francisco. Joseph Kovalik also a three-set win 
over Marcelo Thomas Barrios Vera. Uh, so very fun action across the ATP levels. Uh, we see a lot of uh, fun matches planned for this weekend in the challenge. I should say Thursday's not the weekend, but you get what I'm saying. Moving forward here in at the challenger level as well. Mackie McDonald continuing his fantastic form early in the season. Wins over Kukushkin and Istamin to make the quarterfinals in Nur Sultan, where he will face Federico Ferreira Silva now. Kasper Zuk, the talented young Polish player, into the quarterfinals, where he awaits the winner of Gojo Laksinin. Martin Klezan, a very fun 7-6 in the third victory today over young American Ulysses Blanche. Your other round of 16 matches tomorrow are going to be Schnur versus Gunasuarin. That's a fun one between two guys looking to build some much-needed momentum here early in 2021. You've also got Rodionov, who has struggled this season thus far, taking on Ito. And then Maximilian Martyrer, who I believe already has a challenger final uh, to his name here in 2021, taking on young, talented Czech player Thomas Mahak, who knocked off number two seed Evgeny Donskoy, who I believe was a semifinalist last week at the challenger level in three sets. So that should be a fun match. And then you have the challenger going on in Spain this weekend on the clay. Your quarterfinalists thus far, Steven Diaz, Ricardo Bonadio, and Marco Trungaletti and Enzo Cacao. Now your round of 16 matchups tomorrow. You've got Milovic versus Lastiano, Ortega Ameldo versus Pellegrino, uh, Gianmarco Moroni versus Philip Horansky, and the number one seed Lorenzo Musetti taking on Alex Molcan. So very fun action up and down the board. Again, we will get more granular later in the week, break down these matches in more depth uh, as they get closer and closer to completing the action. And also, so early in the tournament, there are so many matches. I watched probably, I would say, 10 minutes of 35 matches, but you know, as we go on, I can now watch 40 minutes or entire matches as we continue to go. So expect a changeover chat of me breaking down my favorite players from the week later on, either Thursday or Friday. And again, given the quantity of tournaments we have, we'll be going this weekend as well. But with that in mind, if you have missed any of the action, you want to read more about the Surindolos, or you want to read more, just find the links to all of our other podcasts, everything else we're doing here at Cracked Rackets. Be sure to check out our website, CrackedRackets.com. You need the more immediate updates, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at Cracked Rackets. You want to message me directly, I am at Great Shot Pod. Shout out, as always, to our super producers, Max Fligner and Daniel West stuff for the of an editing job they do day in day out shout out as well to our friends at midwest sports go to midwestsports.com use that promo code cr15 but with that in mind for my wonderful super producers fligner and westoff our friends at midwest sports and all of us here at both crack rackets and the tennis channel podcast network i'm your host alex gruskin you know what we say that's the break we'll see you all tomorrow thanks everyone 